Inadequate staffing, physical abuse in the workplace. Just a couple things Michigan nurses are citing when it comes to their workplaces and contributing to a burnt out rate. 94% of Michigan nurses reporting emotional exhaustion, according to a new study. Let's bring in Christopher Fries, professor of nursing and health management and policy at the University of Michigan. Good morning, Christopher. Good morning. Great to be with you. So this is a that's that's a very high number. Ninety four percent of Michigan nurses emotional exhaustion. That's almost everyone. That's what we've been seeing. Uh, we've been studying uh, burnout among nurses for over a decade, and these are among the highest rates that I've seen uh, published. Uh, this sample are the are nurses who are practicing um, in the clinical areas too. So that's important to note that it's. Um, not every nurse, but it's nurses who are in direct care of patients. This is this group that we studied. Christopher, uh, did this uh, what, were the numbers as high before the pandemic, or did it did they start growing as a result of the pandemic? So that's a great question, and you'd be surprised to know that actually nurses have been reporting uh, fairly high rates of burnout for over a decade. But what we certainly see now is while we're in this new phase after the the wave of the pandemic, uh, we do see higher rates than we've seen before. My theory is that nurses have been dissatisfied with their job for over a decade, but the spotlight that nurses took during uh, the, the worst times of the pandemic really put a highlight on this. And now we're starting to see nurses decide to look for other employment. And that's what's worrisome. We continue to see the healthcare industry, though, under cost containment pressures. We know it's something that's out there. We're also adding more to nurses' plates. We're giving them more autonomy and, uh, you know, a greater um, capacity to serve, um, which was supposed to give them better job satisfaction. Why haven't those things increased their level of, of, of work satisfaction? I think what we've done is we have said, yes, nurses can take on more care and they are prepared to do that and they're able to do that. But what what a lot of health systems are doing is they're asking nurses to take on too many patients uh, in the hospital or too many patients in the clinic, number one. Number two, they're asking them to do that with fewer staff and fewer support resources, number two. Mm-hmm. And then number three, they're asking them to stay late do extra overtime, um, pick up another shift because somebody's out sick. So nurses aren't getting the breaks they need. They're probably caring for too many patients, and they don't have the support team around them to do it safely. And those are the things that we need to fix. Uh, Christopher, this is just anecdotally, but my mom taught nursing for many years in Pittsburgh, where I'm from. And now when she goes to the hospital, she talks to the nurses taking care of her, and she can't get over the ratio that these nurses have to take care of. Yes. Things are so just different in, in now. The, they are. In, in a, there's no backstop for nurses. Nurses really do not have the opportunity to say to their employers, enough is enough. This, this is too much. This is unsafe. You, you were just talking about the airlines, right? There is a set number of flight attendants for every plane that takes off in this country, every commercial plane. And the reason is you need to get out of the plane in 90 seconds if there's an accident. We have nothing like that in in hospitals and health systems. Mm. Nurses are routinely asked to take more and more patients with with absolutely no recourse. And we're asking nurses, as you point out, to do more, more complicated care. 
And they're able to do that, but they can't continue to add more and more patients to their workload. Christopher, why is it that the youngest nurses had the highest rates of burnout and, and, and thoughts of self-harm? Right. So across all three, we looked at burnout, we looked at thoughts of self-harm and, and sort of an overall well-being score. And all of those values were lower for the youngest nurses, the newest nurses into the field, those under 34. We think, uh, and, we're, and we're actually following up on this now, we think that younger nurses do not feel as supported in their workplaces. Uh, they've walked into this environment. Um, they're relatively new. They see that these working conditions are not safe. They don't feel supported. Whereas more experienced nurses have sort of taken this on the chin for a long time, have found ways to manage it. And so uh, that's really worrisome because if our youngest nurses are having the, the biggest problem, they're also the most likely to leave. Right. And we really can't afford that in Michigan if we want to have good care for our patients, for our loved ones. I mean, I, this is going to come off as harsh, and I, I don't mean it to, but, I mean, could this be a generational thing? Is it just that the older nurses have better coping skills? Well, we did see overall that these high rates of burnout. So it's not just the younger nurses. We did see just on average the younger nurses did report more of these issues. I think there might be a generational piece. We've, we've certainly heard a lot about the great resignation, right. uh, particularly during Quiet the wave of the pandemic. Right, right. And so, you know, nurses don't have the luxury of quiet quitting. You know, they still have patients in front of them. So it's really hard for them to, to disengage. So what I think we we probably need are better strategies for this group. What, we, what we've been doing for a long time to support healthcare workers doesn't seem to be working with this younger group. And so we need to better understand what they need and, and, get, and you know, provide that to them so that they can feel safe and supported in their environment. What we can't do is afford to lose them all to other, other industries and other sectors after all the training they've undergone. Uh, Michigan will consider staffing legislation for nurses this year. According to your research or study, what would the, the fastest thing you could do to help this problem? Is it that, staffing? So routinely, even before the pandemic, it's really important. Uh, nurses before the pandemic were citing understaffing, chronic understaffing as their number one concern. That has remained the number one concern and only grown. So if, if, I, if there was a magic wand, that is where we need to focus. And we actually can do that um, if we plan appropriately and we begin to move toward that. I know we can't do it overnight, but... What nurses have told us repeatedly in our work is that if we correct the chronic understaffing, a lot of these problems are going to go away and our loved ones are going to get better care. Nurses are just so important. They are the face in the room with you most of the time whenever yes. you're in the hospital or, say, you know, having yeah. a baby. And they're just so important. We should point out there is a pitched political battle underway in Lansing over this because yeah. there is a staffing ratio bill out there. Um those in the healthcare industry say it ties their hands, removes flexibility. That you, you, there are no hard and fast student patient uh, student uh, nurse patient ratios necessarily for every venue. So this is something that they're debating, and this survey gives them some some certainly some data to back that up. Yeah. Well, I I think what we can't do is continue to ignore this problem. So if you know, there's a variety of ways, and we talk about this in other work we've done. There are a variety of ways to get to better staffing. The, the hospitals and health systems could 
commit to that tomorrow. They could start to move their financial resources in that direction. You know, that's a hard thing to do, but they can do that. They don't need legislation. They've been unwilling to do that. And so legislation is on the table. The other approach is sort of a carrot and stick. If you have better staffing, maybe you'll get better reimbursement from insurance companies or Medicare. Or if you have really bad staffing that's ironically and consistently low, maybe you'll get penalized and not get as much reimbursement. So there's, and there's also the, the law that you've talked about, the bill that, that's being considered. So there are a variety of ways to get us there. The evidence has been here for three decades that actually when we keep um, patient assignments to a reasonable level across hospitals, we have better patient outcomes and nurses are less likely to leave. We've known that for three decades. And so now the question is, how do we want to get there? Not should we try to get there? Well, the conversation will certainly continue in Lansing and elsewhere. Christopher Fries, thank you for your input and your time this morning. Great to see you. Thanks so much for your time. Uh, coming up, I, I love Tiger Woods. He's back yeah. at the Genesis Open. He's got some new merch. We'll talk about that with Steve next.